I wanted to uh, comment on this Follow Him episode with Hank Smith and John, by the way, their guest is Dr. Matt Townsend. I want to play this for you guys because this is Dr. Townsend. What he has to say about paradox is just right on point. It's the idea of two becoming one. Um, and he does it through this idea of paradox. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you this clip and I'm going to pause his words a little bit just to add some commentary. Matt, we are going to be in the four Gospels today. So what we do is we, we're just going to hand the reins over to you. Where do you want to start? We've listed here in the manual, Matthew 19 and 20, Mark 10, and Luke 18. And I've been studying this stuff for the last month straight, and I didn't know where to go. So then I did this weird thing. You guys, have you ever tried this? I prayed for insight and I, what I actually prayed for was just simplification. Like, was there one idea? I had it down to five, and that was really complicated. So then I'm like, is there one thing? And I woke up just two days ago, and there was a word in my mind that I interpreted that was the answer. And the word is paradox. Paradox is simply this. It's a concept or an idea where two ideas seemingly contradict, but they actually go together. Okay, I love that. I love paradox, and I love that he's trying to simplify. That's always what we're trying to do here. Um, yeah, I just love it. I, I believe that, I really do believe um, Leonardo da Vinci that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Paradox is everywhere. I, for example, love my children with all of my heart and... They drive me crazy. I really get bugged by them. And I love my wife. And we are so different. I love church. And when they said we were going to two hours, I loved it even more, <laughs> if that was possible, right? <laughs> it's not that I didn't love the three hours. But when I found out it's just two hours, and then they were saying, well, it's because we're now going to have a family-centered church-supported church. It's about the family now. Then I realized, no, hold on. So who's going to teach my kids in that third hour? <laughs> wait, wait, hold and on. And they were like, no, you guys are. And I said, you know I can't teach my kids. And they're like, I know, neither can we. And so <laughs> the paradox of everything that we have in our existence are these contradictory ideas. And the world is full of some. Here are some examples. The more afraid you are of death, the less you are able to enjoy life. The more something scares you, the more you should probably go do it. The more you fail, the more likely you are to succeed. The less you care about others, the less you actually care about yourself, weirdly. The harder you push for something, the harder it will feel to achieve it. So these are contradictory to what we think should happen. Yeah, this is, this is so spot on. This is... In each scenario, you're you're headed one way, but the result comes at you from behind. It's like you're chasing it around the circle. You know, there's other ones, right? Christ was saying, uh, "Whoever will seeks his life will lose it, and whoever, whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it." This is another t example of these this paradox, but yeah, it's everywhere, and I love that he's spotting these. These are great. Another one is in the church, we see it all the time. The first shall be last, 
and the last shall be first. My favorite. The funny thing is we were told Abraham's story of sacrificing his son is such a paradox. What? The one that we prayed for to get, and now you're just going to go off him? Exactly. Nephi, paradoxically, needed to get the plates, and there were probably a million ways that God could have gotten the plates, and he chose to have the innocent Nephi murder Laban. Paradox. And what I honestly believe, just from my coaching world, there's only one place where you can truly get peace through paradox. And it's not going to come from the world. It's got to come from our at with Christ. Yes. And all of these examples, what the Savior is asking us to do is to create at and just come follow him. Paradox is the theme, and that why it's important is this. So there's kind of five. I call this the uh, the. It's either the atonement cycle or the at one or the alonement cycle. Oh, I love that. This guy is so spot on in understanding that the atonement is an is the process of reconnecting that which has been divided, in gathering that which was scattered, in lifting that which was fallen. And you're either applying the atonement and being organized and organizing, or you are not doing that and you are disintegrating and growing further apart. We're either going to be atoning or we're going to be aloning. And in my world of working with relationships, I see so many people right now that don't know how to attach. They don't know how to be vulnerable enough to be in. Honestly, for me, as a single man, I'm going to be vulnerable here and share that this, I think, is what's wrong with me. I, I detect an inability to really, all the way down, like at the basement level, be vulnerable and, and say, and sort of present myself nakedly to someone, you know, that I'm considering marrying or that I'm married to and say, this is me. Do you accept me? And, and wait for her judgment, right? Wait and let her exalt me or crush me, you know, based on her will. Being that exposed, um, is terrifying. Uh, it's like, it feels like death and I know I need to face it. I know that the solution is also there as well. But to this point, yeah, I have not been successful with that. In fact, there is theory called attachment theory, which right now they believe about 60% of millennials can't safely attach to their most intimate love partners. Okay, so I'm not alone. They can't emotionally open up. And so what it basically is, is it's the lack of knowing that they're lovable, the not knowing that they're capable, the not knowing that they belong, and the not knowing that they're safe. And when those needs aren't met, we generally retreat and we pull away. And what we do is we make up either fight or flight stories. So because we live in a world full of paradox and it's good, this is the opposition in all things. In pre-mortality, we had one thing. And then God said, Kate, in order to be like me, I'm going to send you to this planet to get a second thing. And the goal 
now is to combine them and make those two one thing again. We're not neither the one without the other, right? The f- one is our first estate, the second is our second estate. And exaltation comes after the receipt of these two things. And so the paradox, the reason this world is so full of paradox is because we came here to get this second thing. Before we only had the one thing, which was happiness and God's love. And the second thing is basically the opposite of that. And that's what we came here to get. So very simple. We had one thing. We came here to get a second thing. And now the goal is to combine those two things as one again. That paradox makes us humans. It makes us feel vulnerable. And when human beings feel vulnerable or naked, as they learned in the garden, the minute they felt naked, humans' natural man kicks on. And when our natural man kicks on, we either fight or we flight. I got to pause here. He said so many things. Um, one is that I, I think that the idea of this, this paradox is that it's, it's a polarity, right? There's a splitting um, this is where this is what allows agency, but also it's kind of like an unveiling, right? It's like the parting of the clothing. The reason we feel vulnerable in paradoxic in paradoxical situations is that we could get accepted or we could get rejected, and so it is the paradox itself, the the split or this unveiling that creates the vulnerability. And in a lot of these stories, you're going to see. Their vulnerability makes them fight or flight. And what the Lord's telling us to do is don't do either. Just stay with me and trust me and have faith in me. And I will deliver you. Stay with me. That is so profound. That the solution is neither. The solution is to remain in vulnerability. I have, This is my kitchen. And I have this blue board above me on the wall that says, courage is the ultimate Vulnerability is the ultimate courage. I really appreciate Dr. Townsend saying this because we do want to, like my natural tendency is to want to like mask my vulnerability and shield myself and put up a wall. And the real courage is to just stay open and neither fight the that which would have me be vulnerable nor run from it, but to remain open. So difficult, so incredibly difficult, feels like dying, feels like torture. And yet, and yet if we, when we choose to not cover up our need, but to reveal our need, that actually is the solution. Another paradox, that the need and the revelation of need is the solution. Because only once the need is manifest can the solution appear to meet it. The need must be unveiled in order for the solution, its customized solution, to manifest and then join with that need. This is, this is just the cyclical process of friendship and of, of connecting, building Zion is need Solution need is revealed, solution arises to meet that need. They're married, and a new measure of life is created. That process repeats itself over and over and over again. And of course, it is stymied without that revelation of need. And 
as we'll see, one by one, they all go different directions instead of looking for the peace within. So once our fight or flight kicks in, we then we have a bunch of little patterns we do, and we're going to see a bunch of human patterns. And the only thing to really fix it, I believe, lastingly, that will bring lasting happiness is to seek at one moment with Christ. Not just atonement, but also at one moment, meaning don't just obey the commandments, become alive in Christ and literally connect in with Christ and let him be not just the guide, but the comfort and the peace and the insight and the direction. That's what we're going to kind of slowly go through is four or so stories, however many we can get to, and hopefully show you more and more this theme of paradox and the invitation to come unto Christ. Awesome. Wow. This sounds fantastic. I agree, Hank. I fully agree that it's awesome and that it's fantastic. And what Dr. Townsend says at the end there is just spot on. I want to listen to it again. And the only thing to really fix it, I believe, lastingly, that will bring lasting happiness is to seek at one moment with Christ. Not just atonement, but also at one moment, meaning don't just obey the commandments, become alive in Christ. Oh, that's so good. Don't just obey the commandments, become alive in Christ. When we're alive in Christ, all that proceeds out, out of our being with him all of our doings are Christ-like and are therefore righteous. The checklists can be done away with. Um, that hustle of wanting to accomplish all these tasks in order to get worthy or to feel worthy goes away because it is just the shared presence with Christ that is the end-all be-all. It is the fix-all. That is the end goal. I mean, the whole plan of salvation is that we, the goal is that we return to be with God. Well, what difference does it make if we go to Kolob to be with God or God comes from his planet into our body to reside within our skin to be with us here? Either way, we're together. Either way, the end of the plan of salvation is achieved. From personal experience, I just know that I don't know how to maybe explain it in every detail to you, but I do know that being alive in Christ, being with Christ is all that is necessary. It is sufficient. All healing, happiness, peace, productivity, righteousness, everything is resolved in presence with Christ. And yet we can't arrive at presence with Christ without staying with him, remaining open in that state of vulnerability, and then exercising faith, inviting him in to be with us there. That's really the trick. And Dr. Townsend is spot on. And I will say that that is the end goal of all that we're doing here in B1 Coaching. In this monthly online subscription, where to become one is to initially start with having God in each individual. This reduces the self-loathing. This reduces the self-criticism. This is, reduces the self-hatred to, to do as Dr. Townsend describes, 
and staying with him in those states of vulnerability because as we then get healed and empowered through his presence, our relationships with spouse, with children, with our world, our community, politics, business, everything improves when the core of us has living waters gushing through it, so to speak. When the core isn't hollow, when the core isn't cancerous or rotting, when the core is continually refreshed. So likewise, just as in the rings of a tree, all of our relationships outward from that center um, grow and improve and thrive. My mission statement, my end goal is to is to help people achieve this last thing that Dr. Townsend said, which is that when our fight or flight kicks in, we stay open and we and we connect with source. We connect with source so that we are filled and that our relationship with ourself becomes whole. And from there outward in ever-expanding circles, all of our other relationships likewise become whole and improved upon. And that's really the trick. It's really the only trick that there is. It's just one thing to teach over and over and over again, but in different situations. Everyone's personal situation is different. What triggers the fight or flight is going to be different for every person. And this will this comes out in the coaching, but but boiled down, distilled down to the essence. If we were to simplify it, if we were to simplify all problems in life and simplify them all down to one problem and one solution, it would be this problem of we don't want to be vulnerable. We want to use mechanisms that we think protect us. And the solution is to remain open and then connect with source. Let God in. Be made one with him as Christ pled in his great intercessory prayer. And to abide in Christ's at one minute. Every day, all day, every minute of every day. To walk around as a whole person, a whole individual, connecting with others in whole ways so that nothing is lacking. The first three workshops of this year were dedicated to the relationship with self. And I take what Dr. Townsend has said here and expand down upon it for, for over three hours. So it really gets down to the nitty gritty of how we left our original state of oneness and how the separation occurs and what's the root origin of separation and how do we reverse engineer that so we can get back to a state of oneness. All of that is in the membership section of B1, uh, which you can sign up through the link below. I so appreciate this episode is great. They go on to talk about a lot of great things, including divorce. And Dr. Townsend has other really incredible insights that I highly recommend you go and watch this whole episode. That's it for my commentary. Loving you guys.